0: How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 107 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and today we're talking about the A's staying hot. I'm going to do a quick recap of the series with the Giants, Uh, obviously. A lot of fun, lots to cover, too much to cover. In fact, they did too much for me to cover in one episode. So I'm going to do a quick recap of that series. I'm going to give you guys my one concern moving forward from what we saw from this series. And I know the A's won all three games, but there's something to be concerned about. So uh, that'll be here in the first segment as well. Uh, I'm also going to do a quick West watch, give you guys, you know, just generally what happened in the AL West over the weekend. And then uh, finally, we're going to get you guys ready for Monday's game against the Arizona Diamondbacks. A's traveling to Arizona for uh, two in Arizona against the Diamondbacks, and then they're coming back home for two against the Diamondbacks. So that is what's on the docket for today, you guys. Uh, before I get started, please follow us on social media at LockedOnA's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter. And if you have any comments or questions for us, please email them to LockedOnAthletics at Gmail. Com. So, obviously, whole lot of fun to be had this weekend. On Friday, the A's won eight to seven. Pascotti had a grand slam in the top of the ninth, and uh, you know that that was a lot of fun. Obviously, lots of headlines. He's a Bay Area guy. Gotta love seeing it for Stephen Pascotti. Always nice seeing him getting going. I'll go over his weekend stats here in a second as well. But uh, obviously, everything was uh, brought forth by Wilmer Flores doing a, a weird misplay at first base. It was a ground ball to first base with a runner on first and instead of stepping on first he like kind of took a step over there and then he threw it to second base and Brandon Crawford was like did he touch the base or not? And so he had to tag him because Flores had not in fact touched first base. so therefore it was a tag play at second base. Kinda got in into the tag and everything was fine so uh, yeah that set up the, the big grand slam to tie the game and then uh, they they won an extras without getting a hit. That was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, big A's win, how could they top that? How could they possibly top that? Well, when you bring in the same pitcher as Friday night to go and try and close out a game on Saturday, then you're not going to have that much fun if you're the Giants. The A's won that one as well. 7-6, to canna hit a three-run homer in the, again, top of the ninth against the same pitcher as before. Um, it should also be noted that in both games in Friday, uh, Matt Olson he had a solo dinger. In Saturday's game, so uh sean murphy hit a solo dinger so it wasn't just the big home runs trevor got the giants reliever who gave up all of these runs and i'll go over his stats here in a second too he gave up four home runs in his time on the mound on the weekend that is ridiculous even for a starting pitcher he pitched a total of one inning you guys I, i i almost feel bad for the guy so the A's. Played nice on Sunday, and uh, they were just like, "Hey, you know what? We're not gonna break your hearts today. That's not what we do here. That's we're for California right now. We gotta stay together. We're just gonna bludgeon you guys. Fifteen to three, due to a nine-run." Fifth inning, And I feel like this is the time to mention that every game before the game starts, I send out predictions. I'm like, hey, who has a prediction? What do you guys got? Here's my prediction for the game. And sometimes they're off, you know, they're a little easy. Like uh, on Saturday, I predicted that Vimeo Machine would get his first major league hit. He did that. So, uh, you know, but it, you know, he got a hit. So big whoop. But on Sunday, I got very specific and I said, After five innings, the A's will have a nice cushion and James Caprillian will pitch the 6th and the 7th and make his Major League debut. Uh, Well, in the 5th, they went off. So I nailed that part. And then... uh I was off by one inning on when they would put in James Caprillion. So that's why you guys listen to this podcast, because you come in here for your stone-cold lock of the century today. And uh, that, that's that's just what I provide you guys. I just try to provide insight. I'm not a mechanics guy. So uh, I, I had somebody ask me if Robbie Grossman's doing a two-handed swing as opposed to, you know, a one-handed swing. I'm like, you know, I don't remember what a swing looked like. That's not my thing. I, I more so look at the stats and see, you know, trends and whatnot and try and see what's coming around the bend and uh, go that way. But, um... Yeah, I mean, this one was just a shot in the dark. I was just like, uh, James Caprillian came up to the team. Let's do something about him. And so I did. Um, anyways, moving on. Uh, I already touched on it a little bit, but uh, Vemiel Machin got his first big league hit on Saturday. It was a base hit the other way going to left field. He is a left-handed hitter, so uh, good job on Vemiel Machin. Uh, got, gotta love—I I, I, want to see him more in the lineup. I, I was asking Bob Melvin when I was going over my lineup predictions for— what it would look like with uh, Ramon Loriano out. And I was like, hey, I want to see Vimeo Machina, DH, Bob Melvin, listener of the podcast. He was like, hey, you know what, Jason, I got you. And he put Vimeo Machina in there, got a hit. He had a nice swing on one today as a pinch hitter. Oh, well, not a pinch hitter. He came out as a defensive replacement, got a at bat in the uh, in the ninth. And it took a pretty nice uh, diving defensive play in center field by uh, Dubon to, to rob him of the hit. And they, he got a double play out of it, but uh, it shouldn't have been. That was a, a nicely hit baseball. And I want to see more of Emilia Machine. I think that he's kind of starting to settle in a little bit. So. And there's not room for him in the lineup right now with everybody doing fairly well. Uh, You got Tony Kemp, who's one of the better hitters on the team right now. Uh, Chad Pender is obviously a go-to for the Oakland A staff. He had a bomb today, too. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, they were really aiming for that glove. They were like, hey, let's break that son of a bitch. And uh, they almost did a few times. That was fun. All right, so back to uh, debuts and whatnot. You you had that James Caprillian debut, touched on a little bit earlier. He gave up a leadoff home run to... Brandon Crawford, and uh, even Ray He was like, you got to blame that one on the catcher. He threw him three straight fastballs. And a- as a new pitcher, you got to vary up your looks a little bit. He was hitting 96, so that was a plus. Uh, he had some velocity on there. His slider looked nice. It looked like a little, just like a, uh, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And then it just, just like dip a little bit. Kind of like how a, a splitter would usually go, you know, just that little, the sink, you know, the north to south as opposed to going side to side. That's how I usually view sliders is, you know, the, uh, the east-west as opposed to north-south. Uh, maybe that's just how baseball games have uh, programmed me. But, you know, he looked decent after that one home run. He, w- he ended up going two innings fetched that he gave up a hit, an earned run, a walk, and a strikeout. So after that home run, he gave up a walk and a strikeout. Uh, as I said before, I would like to see him on the roster instead of Daniel Mangdon. I said that at the end of last week. I, I think I stand by that right now. Uh, Mangdon came in, he loaded the bases, but you know he didn't allow anything. But I think that Caprellian, after he got that one fastball out of his system, I think he can settle in and he might be okay. He's got higher upside at the very least. They pitched both these guys in a big blowout, so... What's the harm in using Caprellian and just get him and getting him some experience? And obviously, if Birch Smith is out for an extended period of time, it's not going to matter who's on the roster because Caprellian's going to be able to stay. But if he comes back in the next week or two, then we might have a, a roster crunch of sorts, and uh, that's when I would like Caprellian to make it over Daniel Mangden. I'm sure that he'll get a couple more opportunities uh, over that time, so that we we can see you know what he actually has and all that stuff. But you know, first glimpse looks pretty good so uh overall the a's are 16 and 6 they have won four straight games they are 13 and 2 in their last 15 in the series matt olson went 5 for 14 with two home runs three singles a walk and two runs batted in and he raises batting average from 149 to 185 uh they said it on uh Statcast or mlb.com or whatever that uh his expected batting average on balls in play was much higher than what it actually was, so uh, I think we're starting to see some of that pan out right there. Uh, Steve Biscotti went 4-for-11 with 2 walks, 2 home runs, and 9 ribbies. That's, uh, that's making the most out of your opportunities right there. Uh, Mark Cannon, not to be left behind. He went 6-for-12 with a home run, 2 walks, a double, a triple, and 6 RBI. And uh, I said that I'd mention it. Poor Trevor Gott. He had a 150 ERA in 6 innings pitched heading into this game. In the 1-inning pitched over the course of two games against the A's, he gave up four home runs and nine earned runs, and his ERA's shot the hell right now. It's over ten or fifty. I don't know. It's a lot. <laughs> so poor guy. Kind of feel bad for him. Kind of feel bad for him being in there again on Saturday. But but big thank you to Gabe Kapler on that one for making that tough call. Uh, really looks like it was the right decision for everybody involved, including everybody in green and gold. Um, so, yeah, I think that my final note on this segment here is obviously they had two big come from behind wins. They were dramatic. They were fun to watch. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And and the team looks special. They, they do. I mean, this is kind of like some of that 2012 magic that you like to see where they're just, they look unbeatable. And, uh, you know, they're not coming from behind. So maybe it's not 2012. Maybe it's more 2014. Oh, no. I really hope it's not 2014. That'd be terrible. Um, anyways, my, my bigger point was that Obviously, the, the comeback wins are great and all that stuff. But in the playoffs, nobody's going to have a bullpen as bad as the San Francisco Giants currently do. Uh, so it's going to make comeback wins a lot harder to, to, you know, come to fruition. And they're going to need better at-bats over the course of the game and not just in the last couple of innings. So that's something that we need to keep an eye on. Maybe improve the offense via trade. I don't know. Um, there, there's been some talk of, you know, among myself and people on Twitter we probably need to get a starting pitcher at the deadline so uh so sometime this week i will do a trade deadline preview and see like what the a's need and where they might be able to pull from on the trade market uh it's going to be a little bit difficult because 16 teams make it so even like the orioles and the uh, tigers are kind of in it right now so it kind of depends on whether or not they want to give it up or whether or not they want to go for it because you know screw it covid um And so there's like really three or four teams that are probably actively looking to trade right now. Uh, And the giants are one of them and we just played them. And outside of Johnny Quaito, who do you really want and who would like really be an upgrade on the team? So I, Spoiler alert, I'm probably going to talk about Johnny Cueto on that trade deadline podcast. Um, So, yeah, that's it for the first segment here. On the second segment, I'm doing the West Watch. We're going to get you guys all caught up with uh, where everybody stands in the standings. Uh, The A's are first. I feel like that's a given, given that they were already in first and they didn't lose any games. So that's how standings work. And then uh, I'm also going to get you guys ready for Zach Gallen and the Arizona Diamondbacks on Monday. So stay tuned for that. But first, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about rockauto.com Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do it yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much and get the same auto parts as, you know, these other guys are trying to charge you? That's ridiculous. RockAuto.com, that, they got deals. So, all you gotta do is go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write the code LOCKED ON. That's two words, LOCKED ON. In there, how did you hear about us box, and let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Welcome back, everybody. Please remember to follow us on social media at LockedOnA's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB. We also have the email address for any comments or questions. That is at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's get into it. The Texas Rangers took two or three from the Rockies over the weekend. So, uh, you know, not, not a bad show. And the Rock- the, uh, the Rockies seem to be going down a little bit. I'll go into that here in a second as well, because they just played the uh, the Diamondbacks too. And Texas seems to be on the Ascension a little bit. So uh, we'll, we'll see if they can keep things going. That'd be nice. Houston, on the other hand, they swept Seattle because, uh, you know, Seattle, and the Dodgers swept the Angels. Also, one note on the Astros, they activated Jordan Alvarez, their offense took off, and then uh, they, they won two games pretty handily. And then on Sunday, he sat out because his knees suck. He's been having knee issues for a while now. He's 23 years old. He's having knee issues. That's probably not a good thing. They, they said that there's no structural damage, so it's just a thing that he has now. So uh, he's going to probably just be missing games now and again. Uh, it'll probably have a big impact on the Astros as they move forward, both this season and beyond. So uh, that's something to keep an eye out for, for sure. Uh, When he's in the lineup, expect a lot of dingers. When he's not, expect Jose Altuve to keep batting 170 or whatever he's batting. He's hitting like under 200, I think. Um, Looks like somebody needed a trash can. Anyways, all right. So let's talk about these. uh, these Oh, no, 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 no. Scratch that. We're going to talk about the standings because that's what we're all here for. Uh, A's are at the top. Uh, You got Houston, four and a half back of the A's. Texas is five back of the A's. The Angels are nine back. Seattle is nine and a half back. So basically after uh, getting swept, both the Angels and Seattle are kind of far. They're going to need like a really good, like a a, a whole big win streak to get back into things. Uh, whereas Texas, they're a half game back of Houston. And again, the goal of West Watch is to keep an eye on the Astros and hopefully they'll crumble under our collective pressure and not get second place in the AL West. The first step of West Watch, keep the A's in first place. Second step, get the Rangers into second place. Third step, Astros miss the playoffs. So we're at step one. Step one's good. I, I, I like step one a lot. Step two, we, we need some help, Rangers. So uh, they, they play each other. A, bu- a couple more series, I believe. So, uh, that they'll, they'll have their chances. And then the A's will help them out by, you know, beating them up a little bit. And then, uh, they're, Astros and Rockies got a four-game series coming up. Rockies, they've been a little bit shaky, which brings me to the Arizona Diamondbacks. They are the A's opponent coming up in the next four days. Uh, they started the season 3-8, and eight, but they are 8-3 and three over their last 11. And uh, in that span, they won two out of three against Houston, San Diego, and Colorado. And then over this past weekend, they just flat-out swept San Diego. So they're firing on pretty decent cylinders, actually. Uh, their top three hitters right now, you got Kettle Marte. He is... I'm going to compare him to, like, a little bit younger, a little bit better at the plate Marcus Semien, uh, because he finished fourth in the NL MVP voting last year, and he's not a household name like most of these other guys. Like, Cody Ballinger, people know him. Kettle Marte, nobody really knows him. Same thing with Marcus Semien. Uh And Marte, he's been really good. He is hitting 333 in August with two doubles and a—or, th- sorry, uh, three doubles and a walk. Um He's, he's a singles guy. He's not hitting for a lot of power. Power is a big part of his game last year. I think that was partially the juiced ball a little bit, but he's still hitting for a high average right now. And uh, you know, right behind him, you got Sterling Marte. He's hitting 377 this month. He has two home runs and four doubles. And then right behind both of them is David Peralta. He's hitting 373 with 11 RBI. So uh, obviously the plan of attack for these guys is get on base and then bring them in eventually. Just keep getting guys on base and then get that big hit. And then you score runs that way. They're not yeah. Uh get a couple guys on, hit a dinger like the A's. And as of right now, the only two pitching matchups that have been released are Monday and Tuesday. The A starter for Monday's game is Chris Bassett. I talked a little bit about some of my reservations for him on Friday's podcast, so uh, you guys can listen to that. And I believe it's in the first segment, so it doesn't take too long. And then the uh, Tuesday starter is Frankie Montas. He was scratched on Friday with some upper back tightness, so hopefully he's doing okay. That could play, if he's not fully ready to go, that could play uh, a big role in Tuesday's game. But I'm going to concentrate on tonight's game against Zach Gallen and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, Their big three is, you know, the the Martes and then David Peralta. Uh, You got to watch out for those guys. Uh, Cole Calhoun's still on this team. He's not doing very well, but he's had a couple of walk-off hits against uh, Houston, I believe. Uh, So that's how they got two of those wins. And then obviously they got Steven Vogt, everybody's favorite referee slash catcher. So uh, it'll be nice to see him hopefully get some playing time. Uh, I think he's hitting like 200 on the season, so he's not having a great year. But it'll be nice to see him, you know, behind the dish and whatnot. That that'll be fun. The big note that I have on Zach Gallen is that in 19 career starts, he just made his major league debut last year. He's 25 years old. He's a right hander. He's uh he's pretty good. He's got some decent strikeout numbers. He'll get over uh, a strikeout in an inning on average, um, in his 19 career starts. He has not allowed more than three runs, and that is pretty solid. I mean, in all of those starts, he was a rookie, and some of those were like four and two-thirds innings, five, but for the most part, like this season specifically, he has gone six, six, and seven innings pitch in his last three games, and in that span, he has allowed two walks. He's not going to allow a lot of free passes. You can get some hits off of him, but he is a very tough starting pitcher. His career ERA is 280, and on the season, it's 274, so he's a pretty solid starting pitcher and I mean maybe we get to the bullpen maybe we can scratch out a couple of runs and Chris Bass it's really good I don't know Uh, I'm I'm expecting a low scoring game on Monday it should be an interesting one the Diamondbacks bullpen has not been great this season on the year they have a cumulative 504 ERA with a five hip so obviously they're pitching right around five on all facets they're Getting a 5, they should have a 5, so that's not great. They do strike a lot of guys out. They have a 975 uh, strikeouts per 9 as a staff, which is pretty good. They also have a 437 walks per 9 as a staff, which is not great. So, get get to that bullpen. Again, get to the bullpen. Every other team, well, not every other team. Some of the, the best teams have great bullpens, like the A's. But uh, everybody else gets the bullpen. That, that's going to be the trick for the A's most of the time, except for when they get to the playoffs. Anyway, I am running out of time, you guys. But this week, I've got the trade deadline preview. And also, tomorrow, I'm going to give you guys a fun fact about Tuesday starter Luke Weaver. So, uh, stick around for that stuff. Uh, And by stick around, I mean subscribe to the podcast. Because you can get us wherever you get podcasts. So match the subscribe button for me, guys. And uh, also, if you have uh, one of the podcasty things where you can leave a rating or review, please do that, too, if you guys like the show. Uh, I really appreciate those. They help the show a lot. And one last time before I get out of here, please follow us on social media at Locked on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. You can email us any questions or comments to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. That's it for me today, you guys. I'll be back tomorrow with another episode. But in the meantime, Stay indoors, celebrate good times, Oakland, keep wearing those masks. Uh, We only got one more day of Ramon being on the suspended list, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow.